Welcome to Hands at the Table with your hosts, Bori Shurani and Jeff Bramhall. We believe the massage therapists can create meaningful, fulfilling practices by identifying the limiting beliefs that we hold. We also believe massage therapists can be a key part of patient care, and we're here to begin to bridge the gap between LMTs and other health and wellness professionals. We're happy you're joining us on this journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hands on the Table with Jeff and Bori. Today, we thought we're going to talk about uh, the psoas muscle. And we have a couple of questions that we're going to ask and walk around the topic because it pops up everywhere. So we listened to uh, podcasts um, and videos lately that brought this issue up. So we thought that we're going to take our uh, spin on it too. And let's talk about like how we work with the psoas. What do we do? What we don't do? And why we think it's important to work or not work with psoas. So I'm going to just like lead in with a question for you, Jeff. Like, why do you like, what do you think about the psoas? Like when that comes up, what is your first thought? And why do you think we should work the psoas muscle? Um, yeah. So yeah, this, this actually, this came from listening to uh, episode 25 of the thinking practitioner with um, Till and Whitney. That was like, you know, they did a really great job of, of setting a stage and, you know, it had me question a bunch of the things that were important to me. And, you know, when I think about the psoas, I first, I definitely fall into that, like Ida Rolf, like the psoas is a, like the, the beauty of what the psoas can do without ever actually changing length. Um, and, uh, but, but at the same time, I, I think about, um, it's such an important place in the body. Like the, that is like, you know, the psoas is right next to right next to your kidneys, which are right next to your adrenal glands. Like there's so much stuff that is really important. That's been seen as important in every body work tradition in the history of humanity. Um, so I, I think the psoas, like, I think there's an intuitive sense to the psoas that of the importance of the psoas that we have that I think is that I think is right. I think is I think is the way that it, I think is right and as it should be. Um, so and and then for me in the the particular type of work that I tend to do, um, my work is re, my work is based on largely on using reflexes and the and they're and using them in kind of a developmental order. So we're starting with a diaphragm like making sure that like, you know, like first like active breathing, but then also the, 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 the active breathing is going well, but then also, um, and then also working on reflexes for the diaphragm to encourage like a better diaphragmatic, easier, calmer, nicer breath. Um, that just makes my life a lot easier as a massage therapist. And it makes my clients a lot happier as people who are just generally moving human beings. Um, but then from the diaphragm, the next, I, as far as I'm concerned, the next most important thing for us as humans is the psoas. And mm -hmm. I think Tom Myers, like in a soft tissue dissection, uh, a fresh tissue dissection a couple of years ago, found that like, not only did they share, fa not only is there like a fascial chain that's, that's linked between the, the psoas and the diaphragm, but there's actual, you know, they found actual muscle fibers mm -hmm. that are shared between the two. So like, if we're thinking about like the diaphragm, if you're, if you're breathing, uh, so Kara, so, so give me a, like kind of go along with this one for a minute. If your breathing is the most important thing and whatever, I think whatever, um, whatever lens you're looking through, breathing is going to be number one. Uh, the next thing that falls behind breathing is hip flexion. And our psoas should be the number one hip is, should be like the primary, our primary driver of hip flexion. 
Um, so like just from a logical standpoint of like, well, the diaphragm is going to put traction control on the whole system. The next thing that can put, tra if the diaphragm's out of the way, the next thing that can put traction control on the whole system is the psoas. And then the next mm -hmm. thing after that's the glutes. So if those, so the psoas is, is incredibly important as far as, as far as I'm concerned in just like the order of operations. Cause if we can get the breathing and the hips, right, then like we can, everything else kind of starts to shake itself out pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting because like in that podcast, like they're talking about like the biomechanics of like hip flexion and psoas and all that and scoliosis and leg length and anterior tilt. However, I think like we're now on like a much like almost like a deeper level, but a more zoomed out version because I totally agree with like the Iderolf, like same thing, like she brought it in for me. And then after that, like I read this book uh, by Liz Cook. And then uh, she mentions the Moro reflex, which is like the baby's reflex. Like if you start like dropping a baby or don't do this at home, please. But if you like, if you scare a baby, uh, they immediately go into this like flexion position. Mm -hmm. So like they go into this like hip flexors, arm closed, abdomen like stiffened and braced. And I think like, yeah, like that's where I think that's, for me, like, that's what I look at first in the psoas. Like, I'm not necessarily worried about uh, the biomechanics. Like, as you, like, for me, breathing and how's your stress level? Like, how's your, where is your nervous system here? Mm -hmm. And then for me, like, I look at that psoas, like, from that perspective, a lot more than, yes, I think, like, the biomechanics is important, but I'm, like, looking at breathing stress level and then I'm looking at like uh, joint positioning so yeah. I think like more and more like comes out like how the diaphragm and the psoas uh, connected I think like there's more and more research and like as you said like there is fibers there are fibers like it's almost inseparable and I think like the posture restoration like they they view on like joint positioning and kind of like working with muscles in that fashion instead of like pushing just on the muscle like poking it mm. um i think like that's kind of like a good idea too it's like if it's in a good position that will help the muscle to function properly and then you can use it properly and then with the breathing with the lower back with the hip like you can kind of like coordinate these motions like if everything you know in place and fires correctly so yeah that's, exactly yeah and that's that's something i find really like you know, and it's like, I'm almost, I think about it less in terms of like, kind of like you, I don't think about it necessarily in terms of like, of, I, I like, you know, I don't think about it necessarily orthopedically, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. thinking about it as like, you know, it is that, it is that stress, it is that stress re reflex because our psoas is what's going to pull our knee from 90 degrees up to our chest, right? Like, right. Our, like our psoas is what's going to protect, our psoas is what's going to let our legs protect our soft bits, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that that's where I see the psoas like that's where I see the value of the value of psoas work and and that so that's been like and that's that's almost like you know I work with people and you know like to a person my clients get psoas work like it's it's something that I do with absolutely absolutely everyone and it's yeah. not and I think there's there's two things that kind of that come with that um, first is that my clients are clothed so it's not quite as it's like a like psoas work is can be very intimate work, 
but my clients are clothed and we're communicating the whole time. And mm -hmm. that's, I think that's a really, that's really necessary in, in the environment. And the second thing is just, is like really like, you know, like, well, actually there's three things. There's the second is I'm not trying to like, I'm not, I'm never trying to actually touch someone's psoas. Like that, I don't think is a, I think that is a fool's errand. I, I think that's like, like I was, you know, the idea that, and, and this was like when I was in school, like the first, the first, like when we were first learning how to do psoas work and like, you know, we all like everyone kind of like went too light and then went too hard. And like, yeah. I mean, that's what school's for, but like, man, that sucked. Like that was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> and then, and, but then like, you know, if you meet the tissue where it is, then everything kind of like everything finds its way to working a little bit better. Um, but the other side of that is also knowing is also your, your, like, if you are doing, if you are a practitioner and you are doing so as work, making sure that your lines of communication with your client are wide open and that they know that they're, that they're in charge of this. Like, you know, if you look at like, um, like TRE and like, you, you know, like things like that, things like that, like a lot of like trauma gets held in the psoas. Um, mm -hmm. like the, the, like the shaking reflex is a psoas, is a psoas based reflex. And we need to like, we need to honor that as practitioners. Mm -hmm. Like we need to make sure that what we're doing is, you know, that, 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 that our clients know that they are in charge of how that, of their experience of, of the work that we're doing together. Yeah. And then for me, like generally it's a rule that you shouldn't be crawling off the table. Like if you're <laughs> like, if you feel like you need to like run away I'm doing something very wrong because mm -hmm. it's, I mean, either didn't prep you for this or you don't want this and I don't want to do that then. So I shouldn't. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's very um, deep in there. So like for me too, there's way too much anatomy around it. Like just way too much stuff around it for me to justify that I should put my hand in that position or like put, pressure in there I think like I can probably count the times where I actually had to go to the psoas um through somebody's belly like with mm. my hands in one hand like probably not very often because I feel like there's so many things that you can do with before that should happen there's so many things that should happen before and then maybe get rid of the whole issue before you get there um, and it's just not comfortable. Um, I think like there's like two separate things too. Like we can talk like the psoas itself, but I do do a lot more work with the iliacus um, for sure. And I kind of feel like that's like a little bit safer way um, to get to have flexion. Um, still not super comfortable. And it's still, I don't do it unless it's necessary, like, or unless like I have full permission and I know that the client is resilient enough and active, like kind of like healthy enough, like the tissues can take it and uh, they can take it and I can get some kind of change. And I really feel like that's the only way we're going to get this to change. Right. Um, yeah. That, and that, that idea of just like, of like, yeah, I need to make sure that like I am working at the level, at a level that is commensurate with the person who's on the table. Right. Like yeah. you're working with the client. You're not doing, you're not working with the client. So as you're working with a person and that yeah. person has like, 
that person has agency and it's important for you mm-hmm. as a practitioner to not take advantage of that and to not do them wrong. They put a lot of trust in you just to be on that table and you, it's important that you don't, that you don't break that trust. Um, how do you, how do you approach like, so, so when you're doing iliacus work, is that like, do you do kind of the like hooking under the hooking under the hip bone? Like, what do you, how do you, um, mm-hmm. how do you approach that? Yeah. So I generally, I generally do it supine. Like sometimes I do it, uh, sidelining and then it's basically that going. And I also tell that to my clients, like, so you feel that hip bone right in front, like the, I'm going to go with the inside of that. And then same thing. Like I usually go like super slow because I know that there's so much like fashion tissue and abs and everything on top of it that I kind of need to like take that all that into account it's like hey I'm starting to like mold and kind of like warm up all this tissue around it I don't work on iliacus before I would work quads for example so like I would definitely have to work quads the whole leg hopefully before I would go to iliacus maybe do a little bit of like the abdominal like some kind of myofascial just little just warming up the tissue so they're like prepared and then like go with more like slower repetition. So like I get my hands in there, I get my fingers in there. Once I make contact, we just generally like, it's a supine position. Their legs are pulled up and relaxed onto my legs. And then um, I just put my hand in and, and then we start, we just breathe. We just, we just hang in there for a couple of minutes and see how much the tissue needs, like see much, how much pressure they can take how is it feeling? Like, does the pain go down? Like, does what does it feel? Like, how? what type of pain? Like, where do you feel the pain? All that stuff. So mm-hmm. we just breathe there for a couple of uh, breath in and out. And then um, I usually do the technique where I like pin the tissue a little bit more uh, towards their head, like pull it up with my fingers just a little bit. It's very little, like it's almost like questionable. Is that really pinning or not? Mm-hmm. But then I let them like straighten their leg down to on the table, like slide it down slowly and like really extend that um, the heel towards the wall. So like really like lengthen that whole leg down. Um, and then we do a couple of reps of this and then bring it up again, again, make contact, breathe. Like we literally like that's almost like the slowest part of my work every single time. I know that if I have to work so as I need to work or like iliac is like, I need to leave like a good 15 minutes uh, at the end of the session or like somewhere in the session, because it's just going to be a lot of breathing and just matching the resistance that the tissue is giving me and just hanging out there and make sure that before we go deeper, that space is okay. That, that pressure is okay. That pain is okay. Or discomfort. So how do you do it? Um, so I tend to do it. Like, I love that description of it where, especially the, the, the way that you talk about the speed, it is something that like, I work slowly. Like I generally work slowly. I don't, well, not a rush to get, I'm not in a rush (laughs) anyway. Um, but like that, that's the slowness of it is, is huge. Um, Mm. and I've got, I think we've both got stories to share about, like about psoas work. So I'll I'll kind of, I'll put a pin on that thought, but, um, the way that I do it is I, I tend to, I tend to work, um, like where there's a, there's a reflex point for the psoas. It's halfway, about halfway between your belly button and the point of your hip, uh, like the, the, the ASIS. So I tend to work in there and just kind Mm -hmm. of like, 
let that like I'll just kind of meet the tissue where it is and I won't push necessarily. I, I, I'm not pushing, but I'm like, I'm just kind of getting a little, giving a little bit of, giving a little bit of pressure. And then it's like, sometimes it'll feel like the, it kind of feels like, it's like almost like I'll feel a trigger point where it's like kind of marbly and I'll just kind of like follow that marble around wherever it kind of rolls. It tends to like, and as someone starts to breathe with it, it tends to kind of like, it tends to drift a little bit downward. So I just kind of like follow it on its way out. And then kind of almost like thinking about like, um, it's almost like, it's almost like moving, like moving clay where you're just like slowly, like very slowly letting the, letting gravity do its work, except like it's not quite gravity, but just like a little bit of a glide down the, um, like, down, down along the, uh, along the path that the psoas would follow, mm -hmm. but just like, it tends to be like fairly surface level, but it, it's, I've had some pretty phenomenal results out of that. Yeah. I think it's like, there's like a couple of interesting thing about that, like the reflex point and like, um, talking about like the connections between superficial tissues and deeper layers. Like if you really think about it, if you look at, uh, like the neurological chart, you know, like when, like how the nerves come out from the spine and like how they wrap around. And I think we talked about this before, like how the tissues, like for example, around a joint, the same nerve will innervate the joint, the joint capsule and the muscles around it. Mm -hmm. So there is, I think like there's definitely connections between tissues and surrounding tissues. And same thing, like with the pressure, like I don't want to push on necessarily, like I don't have to push on that. So as like, I don't think I can either. Like, yeah. you know, when you like every once in a while, I did that dig, um, digging in and yeah. you can feel the psoas popping up. Like when they start flexing into your elbow or like flexing it, flexing their hip. Yeah. But I'm pushing everything up against it. Yeah. And, like, you're I'm not feeling, not you're sure. not feeling the psoas directly. You're feeling yeah. the psoas pushing through the intestines, pushing through the subcutaneous mm -hmm. fat. Like you're feeling like, you're feeling like the like the seventh generation of psoas. Yes, and like then, a game of telephone. Exactly, and then sometimes like I feel that it's not like sometimes I do feel that we need to make contact with some tissue. So like for me, the iliacus is the same. Something mm -hmm. about the touch, like something about the contact, mm -hmm. does something. And I think like we're still trying to figure out what is that something. And then most of the times with the psoas, though, what I feel is that once I'm in that position, it doesn't contract. And then at that point, I'm more looking for that kind of like that activation. It feels like it's not contracting and it's not popping up in my fingers. And then once it does, that's when I come out. I'm like, okay, your psoas is like on right now. Like I can yeah. feel it popping up and it wasn't before. So maybe, but I'm not really pushing to like get rid of like the, like, I don't think I want to massage a psoas, like I would massage a deltoid, like, oh, get yeah. rid of this like hypertonicity and just wait until it's like, just mellow. Like, yeah. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. And one of the things that I always find myself doing is like, I always test, like I'll do a muscle test. Mm -hmm. Like if we get a psoas, if I get a psoas, it's weak, then I'll do what I do. And if that psoas is still weak, I'll figure something else out. Mm -hmm. But if it's not weak, then something has changed. And yeah, and, and I think it's like, you know, I think it's easy to kind of like poo-poo muscle testing because which is fine. I don't really care what someone does. But like the outcome, like 
at the end of the day, like we don't really even know what's going on. Like we don't know right. the like the me the mechanics of like what's going on from like why does massage work? Why does me pushing right. on, like why does me pushing on your muscles make you feel better? Like we don't know mm -hmm. the answer to that. So like and like we have a bunch of like you know it could be like there's a bunch of like it could be this ideas that I think are totally <laughs> valid. But like at the end of the day, like you know it, it is I'm not gonna let a lack of I'm not gonna let not knowing what the answer is like i'm not gonna let that rob the rob me of like this could make a difference yeah. and that's where i'm like and so it's like if i do a psoas test and then and then we do something and then i do another and i do that test again and there's a marked difference then it's like oh we've done yeah. something like this seems like yeah. a good job something happened yes so on that note, like, how do you like actually like manually? Oh yeah. You said like that reflex point, right? Like, so yeah. that's what you work. Okay. Yeah. And you can do that yeah. one. Like that's something that somebody who's listening to this right now can do as well. Like if you're standing mm -hmm. up or if you're not standing okay. up, stand up, lift your knee up as high as you can see where, mm -hmm. see where it goes. See if it gets, gets to above 90 degrees or around 90 degrees, go about halfway between your belly button and the point of your hip. And I just rub there on a little bit of a surface level, like kind of like find a little bit of like push in a little enough to feel it be a little bit achy or grizzly but not super hard rub there for a few seconds and then lift up again and see if you made a difference like i can oh. right yeah. <laughs> like i just did like i did it like i just did it while i was talking through while i was talking through it because Me too. oh my gosh yeah. okay and like it's like okay so that is how light you can that's how light you can go to affect the change in how someone's how someone's get how someone's flexing their hip if you were to do that with a muscle test and like actually like actually isolate so as and then t and do a muscle test there you'd see a, you'd see a marked change mm -hmm. as well and that's like you know we honestly like we do too much we don't need to mm -hmm. do anywhere like we can do so much less and get so much we can get so much out of less and that's right and i think this and i don't think there's anywhere that you can go that's more that's more that makes that more obvious than the diaphragm and the psoas like mm -hmm. when you can see somebody pick up like 30 degrees of hamstring range of motion because they because they're starting to breathe into their breathe with their diaphragm and not just their <laughs> and not just their like neck then like you realize how important the little stuff is and then we just mm -hmm. get like we just try to be like we try to be too cute we try to be like we try to be fancy it's like no don't be fancy just be effective and sometimes right. effective is simple yeah exactly yeah yeah actually like we're gonna go back to our personal stories of like how um we got tortured by this but one thing on that note of like less is more sometimes so in this book the Liz coke um it's literally called the soas book it's a very short read and uh it has very funny graphics because like i don't think anybody knew how to draw like they literally have like their stick figures are like drawn in like word or something like that and nice. it's super funny perfect um but uh, one of the techniques that they do and what I like to recommend to my um, clients is that you basically put your feet up on the wall, 90-90 position, you lay on your back. And basically what you're trying to imagine is that your psoas, instead of like being um, pushed out or tightened, like tethered like a guy wire from your spine to your legs, you imagine how it's like softening back into the ball of your pelvis, like really like let it like drop back into that ball mm. and like not letting it like push out things and not letting it being like that tight structure. And that's the thing, like you just hang there 
and you breathe and you can feel like when that kind of like that softening, it takes a couple of minutes, like mm -hmm. when that actual softening happens in your nervous system, in your mind and in your body, like it's really, you can feel that falling back and like really just like following that ball, like, like your pelvic ball, basically, or like mm. the back of your pelvis, basically back of your ilium, like how it follows in there. And then that's the easiest. I'm like, yeah, you just need to chill for a second. Okay. Like you just need to chill and breathe and, you know, like put your body in a position where that muscle can really relax and really can get it like almost like shortened mm. and let it happen. Let that just settle in there and like settle into your nervous system. I think like that was like, for me, like I still do that and it's super helpful and nobody needs to put a kettlebell or a lacrosse ball on your psoas, please don't do that. Like, no, yeah. not, it's but not at home. If you feel like your psoas needs to get worked, please seek out a professional. Do not put a lacrosse ball into your intestines. Like, that's not a good answer ever. <laughs> oh, when you put it that way, it just sounds so unpleasant. Right, right, I know. And there's still people who still do that and recommend that. I'm like, why? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you've got a couple of horror stories around a psoas. I have a, I have like a, I don't have a horror story, but I just have like a weird story. So do you want to, do you want to, do you want to go first? Yeah. Let's start with the horror story and we lighten up. Okay. So yeah. this is the thing. So I had my psoas worked um, at least twice that I can remember like clearly. And uh, one of them was actually uh, the first one was a chiropractor who did ART and um, I don't know if it's, I think it's like the whole notion of the ART. We just go in, pin the, everything out of this muscle and I'm gonna move your leg through a range of motion or mm. you're gonna move your leg through a range of motion without any warming, without any softening in that tissue. I think like, he did my iliacus that was extremely painful. And then I think we did psoas also, which was also extremely painful. And I just kind of felt like, I wasn't sure if this is what I signed up for. Like I expected help and not torture. And mm. what I felt is like, I felt like it's extremely painful. And then I definitely had some, like I had like lower, this lower abdominal pain for a very long time after that. Mm. Um, and I still don't feel like it's the same that on the right side. And that was like years ago. And then lately I've been into another, again, I don't like, and it's, I don't, I don't know if it's a technique or like how the practitioner applies it, but, and I don't like to, you know, talk bad about the technique, but I do not agree with that. Just go and push hard and make them move through any kind of pain. That's, a, that's, I don't think it's necessary, especially not on muscles that are so deep. And then I went to another chiropractor who also pushed, like worked on my psoas, like literally like two hands in, like I'm supine. And she's like, her full body is leaning onto my abdomen. Like no, again, no softening, no warming up, no 
here, I'm going to do your psoas now. This might be a little bit uncomfortable. Let me go slow and we're just going to gauge how it goes. Now, full force, full in. Again, bend your knee straight, like slide it all the way down. Extremely painful. Mm. And I'm just like crawling off the table. Like, you know, like I'm sweating. Like I'm just like, my nervous system is like trying to like murder this chiropractor. Is like, stop doing this. Mm. and I feel like that especially with the psoas because it has the neurological connection to your nervous system Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a good way like I don't feel like my psoas was so happy about it and I felt so relaxed I was sweating my heart rate was up my I was breathing heavy like I was just in this full-on sympathetic arousal and I don't think that's a good way to relax things um And it's like, even since then, like I have like way more abdominal pain on that left side. It's just, it's just not the same. It's still Mm. super tender. It was like bruised for like a week. Um, It was extremely tender for, for like a week. And then I told her, I was like, I don't think we need to do my psoas. Like I'm, I'm good with maybe, I think we're done, (laughs) but we're done here. Like, yeah. let's not do that do ever again because it was just I didn't feel like I felt like if I go I'm going for a professional for help I would expect a lot more communication around a painful thing like that mm-hmm. and a lot more options like give me options like we mm-hmm. can do this and this and this like some people might be okay with it I wasn't and I yeah. do feel that there's some like fascial injuries that just there now and I don't think that's a good thing like maybe my psoas is fine but I definitely have a very um like gentle spot about that part of my body right now and I don't think that should be okay so horror stories there you go yeah that's I mean that that like I think like anybody who's listening to this who's probably like probably a practitioner of some variety like most of your clients will not give you that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like, like I, I'm going to carry that with me uh, mm-hmm. as I like, as I approach, you know, as I approach clients that I've got today, like, you know, just remembering that, like mm-hmm. you know, that, that somebody who's on the table is probably not going to tell you everything that they're like there. If, yeah. if something's too much, they may not tell you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's your job to first make sure that they're available to it, but also just to not put somebody in a position where they need to tell you. Yeah. 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 Yep. And just wait some, you know, wait for some trust to build up. Like, I don't do soas work on somebody that just walked in from the street. Like on literally like on first visits, I never do that. Like not never, but like I really make sure that that's like that, that we have a good trust going because I know that that can scare away people. And Mm. most of the people, that's not how I would want to start with, you know, like I would want to like, Hey, like we're going to do this and we're going to try this go slow. Let me know if it's too much, but try to like find other ways. And maybe the second or the third visit I offer like, Hey, there's this thing, like it's a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe we could should try that or something like that. But I really want to base that on the trust and the communication that we have going for sure. That's interesting. Cause I, I actually, almost every first session I'm working with, uh, I'm working on someone. So as, but it's very like, 
But you do I it think, the nice way, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. I'm not, I try not to be a jerk about it. But also, yeah, it's yeah, like, right. it, it's also like, I explore, like, they understand why we're going to do that. Like, it's, it, it's, a, it's the, same, the same thing where, like, you're building up the trust and communication over time. I'm leading with the fact that I'm leading with, like, my need is, like, in order to do this, I need, like, we need to, like, this is why I'm going to do this. And if you're okay with that, we're going to, like, that's, that is where I think is the most, the, this is where I think we're going to get the biggest bang for the buck. So that's, like, you know, that's the way that I approach it. But I think it's interesting, mm -hmm. like, the, the differences, but also the, but the, the differences in, like, how we do it, but the similarities in, like, the similarities in the way that we approach it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what is your story? What yeah, so, to you? <laughs> so this one was like super interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, Electrons Plus. Um, it's like a directed PE, pulsed electromagnetic field uh, device. Um, mm -hmm. But I have, a, I have a friend locally here who uh, like he's a client of mine. I'm a client of his. And the first time that he was showing me the Electrons, the electrons Plus, and you can Google this thing. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. But um, I was like, we were playing around with it. Like, we weren't playing around with it. He was showing it to me like through a treatment. And, um, you know, the idea is that it's like creating a negative, it's for, it's like creating a negative charge in the body or it's like using, it's basically like electronic electric treatment. Um, it's mm -hmm. kinda, it's kind of, it's pretty neat, but he was working through like my psoas my psoas just like the, or like my, my abs and my psoas, my, my TVA and stuff. They just weren't really responding. And he was just kind of like, he's like, wow, this is like, this is weird. It's just like, not really, there's like not a lot, like the current's going, but there's just not like, it's, it's just kind of like fighting me. And then out of nowhere, my like, this like huge volt happened where he like, he, I like my psoas kicked on, I like fired my leg <laughs> off the table and I like, sh I like, and it like my stomach, like my like my abdomen just like popped up my leg fired my leg fired up so i just like went from like zero to a thousand and it like knocked him backwards and one of the things that happens when you're using when you're using electrons plus is that you have to stand on a grounding mat because there's a closed circuit there's a closed circuit oh my God. you need to close it so you're, he's, he's barefoot on this grounding mat and it like and when i kick him out it like fires him backwards he takes a step backwards onto the onto the floor off the mat and then he closes the circuit with the ground so he got shocked by me and then shocked by the ground and i'm like and i'm there being like whoa what the hell was that that was so cool and he was just like and he's like you know he's getting he, like I, I hurt him I, I hurt him surprisingly but um but it was just so interesting to see like wow that's what happens when like that that's what can happen when a psoas just like fires up and i felt like i felt like I didn't feel like a million bucks. I felt like a million, million bucks. It was incredible. It was like wow. such a cool feeling. But yeah, I, that, that Electrons Plus thing was like super fun. And like, he was just like, I, he's afterwards, Brandon's like, yeah, Jeff, I've never, ever, ever, ever had something happen like that before. That was crazy. And I was like, yeah, it was. He was like, you literally tried to electrocute me. And I was like, I didn't try, but I did it. But, um, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, no, sorry, good. dude. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't play with electricity <laughs> yeah exactly like uh, so as is a so as is an interesting is a is an interesting thing to play with um electricity is much less interesting uh, right 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 <laughs> yep yeah that's i mean that's so interesting like it's so different like um 
different um, stories. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm definitely going for your story next. Yeah, but, yeah, mine with the so as the 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 so as the fights back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's I'm, I want to try that. That that sounds a lot better yeah, than mine. Yeah, yeah. So that's it good. definitely definitely yeah. is. Awesome. So what what else do you think you want to share up uh, share anything else or do you want um are we ready to wrap up this and then if you guys if anybody listening to this podcast like do you guys have any questions about it or like the book recommendations like uh we can put that in the show notes and just let us know like shoot us an email or reach out to us if you want us to talk about anything else or if like the soas was like super interesting if you have horror stories also please or positive stories too yes horror stories yeah. and positive stories both totally yeah. welcome mm-hmm. yeah okay so we got everything from you jeff yeah All yeah the knowledge from this, your yeah the okay. soas right like be nice to yeah. it i think that's what yeah. it really comes down to make sure you communicate nice. and then be nice yes exactly exactly i think that's a that's a good that's a good uh end point too like be nice to your so as yes yeah perfect <laughs> and be nice to other people so as <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> right well awesome thank you so much jeff and um thank you guys for listening and we see you guys hear you guys you guys hear us next week okay thank thanks thank you Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found it useful, please share it with a friend and leave a five-star review. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. And we'll be back to you soon.